All right, so those are some of your voice notes. Thanks for sharing them. And just uh, another message says, take out all those ESCOM machines, put new ones, everything will be okay. Apologize later. Uh, that's from Anonymous on the ESCOM, uh, hashtag ESCOM load, uh, st- uh, what's it? Le- uh, stage four load shedding that we were talking about. Okay, let's move on talking wellness now. Uh, in our wellness corner today, we discuss international men's health. Next week, the wellness community commemorates International Men's Health Week. That's going to be from the 14th to the 20th of June. Men's health, in particular uh, mental health, is not a topic often spoken about due to the associated stigma of shame, embarrassment, and being seen as a weakness. The World Health Organization stats show that SA men are four times more likely to commit suicide than women. The upside of the report shows an increase in the need for tools, support structures and information for men to be able to effectively manage their health and lifestyle needs. Joining us is Paula Quincy, uh, relationship coach. Now, Paula, thanks for joining us uh, again. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Morning, Asanda. If we talk of stigmas around mental health and men, we know that uh, the um, the most popular one is that men often don't speak out about what they're going through in terms of their mental health. So what are the other ways then that they cope if they're not speaking? What are the coping mechanisms that men typically adopt to deal with their emotional issues because they do have them? So men, because of the way they've been conditioned not to speak up and speak out about emotions because it's been seen or perceived as needy or weak, they will often act out their emotions, um, either in forms of aggression or anger or frustration or irritability, or they may resort to other coping mechanisms such as sport um, and, and other activities. What can we attribute the stats from the World Health Organization that SA men are four times more likely to commit suicide than women? What is it about South Africa in particular that could be contributing to this? I think there's a number of factors. Obviously, um, we, it's, it's commonly known South Africa is one of the highest stressed countries in the world. Um, for various reasons, our economic factors, um, the, the the crime factors, um, you know, the, the the additional stress placed on men in terms of being the protector and the provider, and also um, you know having to having to maintain this the bravado, the South African man, the perception of being the bravado, the hero, um, and and that they are there to you know put on this this brave macho um um attitude you've worked i mean in development programs for you know running both men and and women's uh, programs for the past seven years when you hear men sharing their stories what are the common themes that come out in terms of what they want how do we support men so men um, largely have similar issues to women. They just express it very differently. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the main theme that comes out is men want to be a better partner. They want to be a good father to their children. They want to be able to provide for their families. And they want to be a good um, leader or, or have a good career in the workplace. If we talk on zooming in on the being a better partner part, how would you say that men deal with the breakdown of a relationship when they feel like they haven't been a, a good partner? How do they typically deal with that? 
often the, one of the common coping mechanisms that men resort to is alcohol. It's seen as a, as a common behavior or, or a normal thing for men to, you know, go out drinking and um, socializing and drinking or, or having a drink or two at home. Um, they often don't, um, you know, that's their way of coping with emotions. Um, they don't speak out in terms of seeking professional help. Often their symptoms will play out in physical ways um, that they, you know, whether it's um, indigestion, racing heart, uh, it could be phys physiological issues or headaches. And they'll rather go and see their doctor for physical symptoms than link it back to emotional symptoms. Let's zoom in now on the leadership part of it, men wanting to be good leaders. It starts back, I mean, as early as when we're raising our boys, right? So what should we do as parents? Uh, how do we change the narrative? Uh, I've got a son. I want to make sure that he grows up to feeling like he can be a good leader uh, one day. Where, where, where do we change the things in terms of how we raise our boys? So I think, first of all, before you can lead in the home and before you can lead in the workplace, you have to be able to lead self. Mm. And part of leading self is taking care of your, your own mental health and well-being, as well as your physical health and well-being. And teaching our boys that, you know, it's okay to feel sad, it's okay to feel upset or, or have emotional distress, um, that it's a normal part of life and to actually make it okay for them to talk about emotional things and to be able to open up about that. The more we talk about men's health and make it um, like an every other day topic, like COVID or um, other health issues, the easier it becomes for men to start speaking out about what's going on for them and get the necessary help and support they need. And social distancing due to the pandemic, how has this uh, maybe exacerbated the issue around men opening up and being able to speak and how they are feeling emotionally? It has played a part. Um, you know, men can easily, um, you know, go into a room full of strangers and connect um, and start up a conversation. And that gives them a sense of connection and not necessarily feeling alone and lonely and isolated. And obviously, with, with social distancing, those activities are no longer possible or they've been limited and reduced. So a lot of men are feeling the loneliness impact um, with social distancing even more so, which is contributing to the increase in suicide rates. And we are talking men as, as two women and somebody might say, but why are we not having this conversation with a man? And we are, I mean, uh, opening the lines to anyone who wants to engage with us. But also it does mean that a man is not an island. If we're going to talk about these issues, we have to approach it from a place of either coupling or community where women are involved. So what are the roles then uh, that we should take and adopt as women in support of our men? Absolutely. You know, um, the research, one of the research papers done said that men would far easier open up and speak to their partner about what they're experiencing before going and seeking professional help. And I think this is where women can play an important role by taking notice of our partners, um, active, be actively interested in what's going on for them, what they're experiencing, noticing the signs and symptoms and encouraging them to um, speak up about what's going on or even support them in going and finding the necessary help that they need.
Okay, so let's talk Men's Health Week. It will be from the 14th or, uh, until the 20th of June uh, 2021. Uh, what... Uh, key issues uh, do you think they should be focusing on during this week? I mean, as uh, also moving forward from it, not just from, from Men's Health Week, but what are the key issues that we need to be discussing when we hold conferences and all the workshops and uh, chats that we'll be having? I think that the most important thing is busting the myth on men's health and, and making it okay for people to talk about it and for men to talk about their mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, Linking to that is is the ways that um, men express their emotions. You know, often this can result in larger issues like domestic violence and abuse. And so teaching men how to deal with their masculinity in healthy ways versus negative or toxic ways. Um, the different signs and the different types of mental health issues like depression, anxiety, stress, and the impact on um, your system and your immune system and your physiological system and how it can play out and that you may not necessarily link or associate it with that. Family health in terms of managing the the stresses that come with with juggling family roles and work responsibilities Mm. and this perception of the gender roles where the male needs to be the provider and the protector and the breadwinner um, and how we can find more equality in the the homes um, in managing those roles. I mean, I personally have worked with men that have chosen to be stay-at-home dads and that in itself brings stigma associated with it in terms of, you know, often the comments are things like, oh, you're a kept man. Um, can you, you know, can you come out and play with us? Do you have permission? You know, those kind of things, which doesn't help the situation either. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk. I mean, you're going to be part of the Men's Health Summit on 17 June. That's next week as part of the conference hub during Men's Health Week. How do people get in touch uh, and connect with this to be a part of it? And also your own uh, social media handles, please. Sure. So they can go onto the Conference Hub website, conferencehub.co.za, and um, they can find information on the event itself and register there. The event is also being promoted on the Conference Hub's LinkedIn page, and they can also reach out to me and I can provide them with details. My social media, I'm on all the platforms, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, and my website, paulaquincy.com. Okay, just to uh, end, uh, we've got a message saying uh, the African proverb that says men doesn't cry. The Manhattans once said this thing of a man doesn't cry. It's a tale in their song titled Men Cry Too from Anonymous. Yes, definitely men do cry too. Thank you uh, so much for your time, Paula. We appreciate it. Have a great Thursday. Thank you. You too. And to the Thanks. Uh, Paula Quincy, relationship coach, joining us on our Wellness Corner.